37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another bonus episode of Pixelated Paranormal. I, of course, am Sean, and here in a few minutes, you're going to hear the sleek, sexy, dulcet tones of Preston and also our buddy Lazarus Corbeau. On this special bonus episode, we were guests on Lazarus's show, Dr. Corbeau's Feel Good Fun Time Medicine Show, where we went through a whole slew of questions that Lazarus would ask us that he drew out of the top of a human skull, and we had an absolute blast. There's a lot of weird stuff in there, a lot of conspiracies, a lot of fun stuff. We had an absolutely great time. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. I've pulled the audio from the video, which you could actually watch if you want to, over on the live section of our YouTube or over on Lazarus's page as well. And I did chop this bad boy up into two parts. I promise I'll drop them just a day apart. But this conversation ended up being about two hours long, so I had to chop it in half. Now next week, we will be back with part one of a three, possibly four-part series on Aleister Crowley. That rabbit hole runs deep, and we're going to kind of give you guys the prime cuts of some of his more notorious acts of depravity. Anyway, back to it, guys. Please enjoy this bonus episode. We'll catch you all next week. Hey, yeah, uh, this is the Magic Skull Bowl. We're going to be pulling Ooh. random questions from. Now, it's just it's a skull cap then, huh? Yeah, this is the cap. Oh, cool. I got I the whole good. skulls up there, but you can't really pull out of them as, with, with as much ease. Hey everybody, uh, we're uh, gonna do the feel good fun time talk show today with Sean and Preston from Pixelated Paranormal. So, uh, Sean, Preston, y'all want to introduce yourself, your show, tell folks what it's about in case they're interested. I believe I put your handle in the video description so they can find oh, it. Oh, sweet, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, so Presto and I are hosts of Pixelated Paranormal, uh, yet another paranormal podcast where we get on and talk about weird and unusual stuff, mispronounce words, make fun of each other, and uh, just celebrate our lifelong bond over the unusual and strange. Preston, Hell how yeah. would you describe it? Um. I, I would describe it as uh, a show about American folklore, uh, roots throughout the world and paranormal history and facts and us fucking shit up. So there you go. We don't know how to pronunciate. Uh, sometimes the facts don't matter. <laughs> hey, man, that's what keep this is up, for. You know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah, man. Well, yeah, we're stoked to be here, dude. Uh, this will be our second little uh, project we're doing together, hopefully the second of many, many more. Well, it all depends on what the hell's in this magic human stuff. <laughs> my, my original gimmick was I was going to try to get people to, like, send me dollars to take shots out of it, but, you know, economy, so. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> we're going right. to have to use it as a raffle dish. There you go, man. Now, speaking of drinks, I do have me a little whiskey sour in this Mars Attacks Tiki glass, so I just want to put that out there. 
Man, that movie kind of scared me. Like, yeah. I mean, I was kind of scared of aliens anyway, but then they were like, knock, and shit. Like, <laughs> what? And I just don't see how I, I, I couldn't have got seduced by that alien girl. I got an issue with big heads. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> so, a quick anecdote. My grandma was part of that movie, actually. She was the uh, stand-in double for Sylvia Sidney, who played the grandma. Oh, damn. Yeah. I got a leg. I got a whole leg piece tattoo dedicated to that, but I can't really lift my leg up because I don't have any pants on. Well, you know, this not the first show I've been on where somebody was not wearing pants. And there we go. those that have been in my chat for a while know exactly what the fuck I'm talking <laughs> about, and it was not me. Oh, nice, nice. Preston, I think you should uh, answer the first question from the Magic Skull. All right. All right, right man. I don't know what's in here. All of these were written under the influence of copious amounts of marijuana and, you know, <laughs> possibly some uh, benzodiazepines. So let's see. Some of these are going to be probably pretty normal, and some of them not so much. <laughs> So, Preston, what is one thing you will never do again? Uh, I will definitely never fall off a ladder and shatter my wrist uh, <laughs> so that I have to have seven inches of steel put in my fucking body because now I can't move my my wrist like I used to be able to, and I'm like a crippled old man. It's going to so. suck in the nursing home, dude. <laughs> yep. The Viagra yeah. won't matter. <laughs> man sean i guess it's your turn i guess we some of these more interesting ones maybe we should just ask you both yeah what's one thing you won't ever do again sean man one thing i won't ever do again i'll never eat clams again because apparently i'm allergic to them and last time oh. i uh may have been exposed oh. um i ended up in the er and the only good thing that came out of that was some uh, benadryl straight to the vein which was a real trip but otherwise, you know, the shadow man challenge right there. Right. You heard about that one? I <laughs> no, didn't know huh? that was a challenge. Well, oh no, I knew early on that me and Benadryl had some interesting effects. Like if I took two of them and refused to go to sleep, I'd start mm -hmm. seeing dead people. Well, apparently, <laughs> this new generation in their, you know, Darwin Award challenges yeah. has decided that there's. One involving Benadryl and seeing a shadow people. So I'm assuming that's the same shit. Fuck that noise. Yeah. 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 Shit, uh, but, well, I don't know. I'd probably do it. Maybe I could live stream it. <laughs> hey, anybody in the chat think that'd be a good idea? Maybe I can get a few ingrates up here that really don't have any hopes, dreams, aspirations, or self esteem. Well, I'll take Benadryl and wait for the hat man to show up. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I normally can see that stuff just straight as an arrow, so. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it'd be more fun if you were too incapacitated to run straight. Man, I mean, normally I'm too incapacitated <laughs> to run at all because of sleep paralysis. Yeah, that boo hag shit, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotta get rid of that. Yep. Now I feel weird because I can't think of one thing I'll never do again. <laughs> What's one thing you wish you could do? Well, I've got a lot of those, you know, okay. I used to think like, 
if I ever got filthy rich, I'd buy up all the property around the dream homes of the people I hate, and I'd put in like pig farms and paper mills. <laughs> I used to dream about stuff like that. Hell yeah, man! Chaos. <laughs> yes, and this is why God uh, does not make me wealthy because He knows I will definitely abuse it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I like the idea of doing paper mills. That's just kind of an old school. God. You know, the smell, uh-huh. the smell, man. Ah! Well, your turn first, Sean. All right, buddy. Uh, Earth, round, flat, or other? Man, it sure as hell ain't flat. I'll tell you that much. Um, I appreciate the arguments, and I appreciate you know the quote unquote evidence, but I mean it's got to be round. It's got to be round. It being round doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Why we're not all walking upside down, you know? on the other side of China, so to speak. But I, I know it sure as hell isn't flat. It's got to be round. It's got to be a globe. Gravity's keeping us centered and all that kind of stuff, man. What about you, Preston? Round, flat, or other? I'm going to go with other. I like that. And, uh, and, and the reason why uh, I was trying to put together uh, a show on um, – I don't remember what the topic was. Anyways, I came across this article from this guy that that talked about, uh, you know, elves, dwarves, and other creatures and why we don't see them anymore. And at one point in time, he's got theories and evidence to show that the realm of the pixies and the dwarves, that is almost like a flat earth. And because we have a memory of interacting with those beings and people who have been reincarnated, remember being in the realm of the pixies that since their version of earth, they're on a different dimension, they're on a different plane is flat, that the people that are convinced the earth is flat, uh, have a past life memory of being in that realm and that it's in conjunction with us being in a 3D realm, so we're in the third dimension, and so therefore the Earth, the Earth is round because we we have volume, and uh, so I, I kind of go with other. I I believe that there's probably a way to access the other dimension where that is a flat plane, like Asgard off of uh, you know the Marvel movies. And that uh, one point in time, we maybe were able to interact with that, and it's just a genetic memory passed down. So a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But if you're asking me, is the earth that we're on right now that our feet are touching the ground off, it is fucking round, baby. No doubt about it. We're on a globe <laughs> floating in outer space. I, I never thought I'd ever make that like a question for conversation, but I became aware over the last few years I have friends that are – definitely into both sides of the argument mm-hmm. and and some to a severe degree and i just know that outside of that time i was on drugs i mean it looked like a circle but you mm-hmm. know i didn't rotate around it but i know i'm never i'm not even getting up in a fucking like hot air balloon i'm not getting <laughs> in a fucking plane i won't fucking know because i'm never going to be high up enough to say um, but I think the flat Earth society and the whole thing's a psyop. I think it's invented to make uh, conspiracy theorists look retarded. Could be, yeah, for um, sure. Because if you, you know, there's that problem. If you grab one side of the conspiracy, people have a habit of latching on to every string that touches it, and before you know it, 
the earth 6,000 years old and there's lizard people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the world's scary enough. I don't need to make it worse. <laughs> I'm undecided on the shape of the earth. Okay, fair. For that whole pixie thing, if you haven't read it, you can read it online. It's called uh, The Fairy Faith in Celtic Countries. It's a forgotten but pretty well classic text on the study of fairy lore in the British Isles before they became little tinkerbells. Uh, Preston, are you smelling the Thieves in the Night Part 5? <laughs> yeah. W. Evans you, Wentz wrote it. I think you can read it on sacredtext.com or .org. Uh, well, Very faithful the countries, man. We did a series of shows back before we would, you know, do in-depth research all at once. And the series is called Thieves in the Night based off of a, gosh, who was it? Uh, Joshua Cutchins' book. yeah. I yeah. remember hearing a podcast he did on that. His ideas yeah. are very interesting. Oh, man, it's a phenomenal book, and we still haven't finished it. But we did a three-parter on it, and the part that really just had me enthralled was, uh, I believe it was from that book, the idea that Bigfoot and Loch Ness and all these cryptids and fairy and fey folk were all basically um, angels that were cast down from heaven whenever um, you know, the devil was – condemned you know um man why can't i think of his name all of a sudden what's what's devil's l name what's what uh <laughs> lucifer thank you i was drawing a blank man i've been saying lazarus all day so i just dropped it so when Sorry, lucifer's cast <laughs> right when lucifer's cast down to hell and all the angels that you know were banding with him were cast down as well he was thrown all the way down you know into the legitimate hell but all the lesser you know demons uh, lesser angels maybe both were cast down and they were condemned to roam the earth for eternity and so that's where you got like the guardians of the forest where the bigfoot and the fey folk and loch ness and Goatman and all this kind of stuff is because they're basically all fallen angels that were condemned to their own personal hell of wandering the earth for eternity. But ironically, it was to protect, so to speak, you know, the natural world. You know, I never liked that story because it was obviously a latecomer. I think, well, actually, most of our Celtic mythology, you know, wasn't written down till a long time later, mm-hmm. but. You know, some of our earliest ones, at least in Ireland, had these dudes coming out of motherfucking spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of <laughs> fucked. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend that he said, you know, my history of the world starts with some dudes coming off a spaceship in Ireland and taking over the, the continent or some shit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have that story, um, God, where was it, Chestnut Ridge, where the UFO lands and a bunch of uh, Bigfoots got out of the UFO and all this other crazy stuff. So, And that Johnny Quest episode with Mount Shasta. <laughs> yeah. With old Vice President Pence and uh-huh. and his his ethnically insensitive manservant. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> oh, the <Yeah>. 60s. <laughs> We got the three-toed Bigfoot south in Arkansas, that Falk monster down there with yep. the Tony Alamo cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coincidentally, previous, when he had his cult in, outside of Dyer, Arkansas, reports of a dog man stealing chickens. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's related. I just, yeah. you know, what kind of fucking real estate are you buying, sir? Yep. All right. Next one. Preston. Name an urban legend from your youth. Oh, shit. 
man, I don't, uh, I don't really remember any urban legends from my youth other than they're a dying uh, thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, tr- you know, like when I becoming an adult and like uh, doing research for the show, uh, you know, finding out like Kansas, we had the Hamburger Man, which is like an urban legend. Um, in high school. You know, Was we it? had, uh, we had, thro- <laughs> yeah, Therosis oh, Bridge. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, uh, there was another, oh, we have, um, East Burles, like a city within a city that we have here in w- the Wichita area. It was a, a small town that got, when Wichita was, you know, developing, it kind of went around East Burl and then basically it's now in the middle of Wichita. And there's a, a section of the East Burl wall that it is said that a young teenager committed suicide. And if you go out like late at night, um, you can still see the shadow of the body hanging from the wall. You can hear voices and stuff. Um, that was probably the only urban legend that I remember just being in high school. But prior to that, like being younger, I fuck, I don't know. I don't think we had any. Damn. What about you, Sean? No urban legends? Man, so, I mean, we grew up with the classics like Bloody Mary and stuff like that, but a local one that I can think of would be um, Stoll Cemetery, S-T-U-L-L. In the city of Stoll, there's supposed to be a cemetery that's completely haunted and used to be a, a place for meetings of witches and, you know, the occult and stuff like that, and Preston, am I right? Was that a gateway to hell as well? As well? Wasn't that, guess- that show Supernatural? Yeah. Probably. Stoll is uh, one of the uh, part of the seventh gate of hell. It's like the fifth or fourth gate, and I believe you it. know they had the they had the they had the town on lockdown. They got like a big metal fence up and mm-hmm. fucking no trespassers and all that weird shit. Yeah, God, that'd be great. Like yeah. have your own creepy haunted town. Yeah. I wish I lived in a state where like real estate was reduced based on hauntings. Like some places where you got like listed. Yeah. Cause like, fuck man, give me the biggest mansion where all the orphans got murdered by the devil. If it's, Mm -hmm. you know, cheap, it's fucking cheap. Right. If it's got sound bones, put me in it. (laughs) I don't said things going to last long enough for me to live without spending a bunch. I don't care if there's 37 ghosts of dead kids running around as long as they don't mess shit up. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm scared of kids. Those <laughs> s'mores, you know, they'll be all right. Read them bedtime. Hell yeah, man. But what's funny is like Preston, you know, he oftentimes sells the show as being a show about folklore and modern folklore. And um, Lazarus, when you made the comment about, you know, urban myths are kind of a dying, <laughs> I don't think they're dying. I think they just evolved. And what we have now is creepy pasta. You know, it's just evolved with the times. That don't count. Well, you don't Slender think so? Counted, <laughs> right. That's a whole, boy, the Slender Man Mysteries is a good book. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I might have that actually. There's I, actually been you know, more our, Slender Man things since then. Yeah. I'm figuring. You know, Sean, we had that one listener out of Egypt that was all about the show that like commented on everything until we did that uh, creepy pasta episode on about the rake. Uh, <laughs> Of the rank, and he's like, It's fucking bullshit. Well, buddy, yeah. it's still a creepy story, that's why we covered it. Well, what about you, man? Did you have any uh, big time urban legends? Well, man, when I first heard about that Bloody Mary, I just knew better. I, well, fuck, I ain't never pissing in the dark ever again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, I didn't, right, I didn't like have to go test anything because I grew up in a haunted house and there was weird, shit and so I didn't want to like in any way possibly make it worse and 
I thought Candyman happened in my neighborhood because I lived on the other side of the tracks from the projects. And, you know, there's that guy dead in that damn park bathroom, just like in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) We had guys wearing the same coats over there, I thought for sure. But I think what really triggered me the most was when I first saw what I thought was a vampire. Oh, shit. And uh, it had real long fingernails, and it was walking the streets in front of my house. Had long hair, seemed to be uh, a dark complexion, and for, God, decades, I'm like, dude, that's a fucking vampire, right? Mm -hmm. Turns out it was actually just a local trans person. But I thought, because of Anne Rice, you know, (laughs) as a kid, you know, I see an interview with the vampire, Ah, Anne Rice had me scared. And this makes more sense when you realize that half of my neighborhood was Vietnamese and they all had altars outside for ghosts. So I also got a neighborhood where there's fucking ghosts walking around and everybody's feeding them but us because mom said don't waste a damn orange. You know, I'm trying Mm -hmm, to. mm -hmm. We're the only dudes not feeding them. No wonder I can't fucking sleep at night, mother. (laughs) You know, right. like, where the fuck's my orange and my incense? You know? Yeah, you're ruining the paranormal trick or treat, man. You just really mucked it up, dude. <laughs> that shit was too real for me. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, what happened to the Bermuda Triangle, man? And nobody been talking about that in a while, huh? I think that's just a classic case of a really great urban legend that finally just kind of outgrew itself. Maybe, man. Bimini Rose nah, and stuff. I don't, I don't buy that. <laughs> you don't? No, because uh, you know the first actual like documented report of U- of UFOs was uh, when Christopher Columbus, you know, he had his three ships and he was they were sailing to uh, the New World and they're passing through the Bermuda Triangle and he's got these lights that are hovering over the ship. They're floating around the nighttime sky like shit's shit's going down and so he writes it in his journal that you know all the sailors on the boats are praying because they're like fuck the end of the world's happening um well it was for some folks yeah the (laughs) you know the the bimini road um there is a youtube channel i can't remember the kid's name anyways he's a long-haired hippie guy that is an archaeologist that uh you know, dismisses everything that we're into. And uh, he talks about how the Bimini Road is actually uh, vulcanized ground. So if you have an area where a volcano once went off and now it's, you know, underneath the sea, that will actually cause the rocks through science to take on like a square shape and look like something that they're not. And I don't, I, I like to be like Fox Mulder. I like to be believe that that was once a road that you know led to atlantis but this fucking kid pulled out science on me so now i'm like fuck you just destroyed one of my childhood dreams um science is you know you have tools of the devil so as long as you're aware of that you know (laughs) there you go and then uh you have um you know that cabling that uh, when you get so far out past your bermuda triangle in the caribbean it just fucking like falls off into the sea and that's like a no no dive zone that the government has set up. So 
Is that just underground cabling that's sending transmissions to Europe that we use for like phone lines and bullshit? So that's why they have it all like siphoned off so you can't fuck up communication or is it actually cabling that's going to an underground water base where the aliens are taking over? Again, a little bit or of Fox Mulder, I'd like to believe. Or, yeah, or the, the Nazis, Nazis you know? pretending to be aliens. Hey, you know, it's, Epstein's yeah. Island had a sub base on it. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. You know, that little temple actually is very reminiscent on the side of an elevator hatch. Where could that elevator be going? Coincidentally, you know who used to own an island right next door to that island before he sold it to, I think, first his brother? Who's that? Oh, for Biden. Oh, it, had, <laughs> it also had a submarine base on That's something. I mean, if I was rich after the paper mill, I'd build myself a submarine hatch, man. Not me. I'd go find me a third world country and invest yeah that's not a bad yes. idea man yes um there's a real quick there's a book called the man who exercised bermuda by alexander mark and apparently there's a story in there how he took some investigation into bermuda triangle but anyway did he say what was under there was it like the dread lord cthulhu or <laughs> no uh i need to finish the podcast or buy the book one or the other been a lot cooler if it was, but I think he's supposed to be in the Pacific somewhere. Somebody charted it out on Google Earth for us, where the sunken city of Relay is supposed to be. I Boy, think we, we I think lost him on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you see the smoke rolling out of our ears? <laughs> All that, that Lovecraftian weirdness. Uh, I haven't dipped my toes too deep into uh, Lovecraft yet. A little bit here and there, but not a whole lot. I'm, I mean, I'm more of like a reanimator, um, the beyond kind of Lovecraft guy. I think the most interesting thing about Lovecraft was not his stories or his personhood. It was mm -hmm. when people started noticing all these strange similarities to stories he was writing, and giving dates and times and things Aleister Crowley was talking about. Mm -hmm. Down to like almost the same words, and there's no way Lovecraft could have known about them because they were written in Crowley's personal journal. Right, uh, right. That was kind of some weird synchronicity stuff, you know. And then the whole aliens, because <laughs> Lovecraft had all of our gods and demons as basically mm -hmm. aliens, right? Right. You know. Then old Lom shows up. Right. People in these neck of the woods have been getting probed ever since. Things that make you go, hmm, you know. Was, was Lom written about before Crowley, or was this something that didn't come no, out? Uh, no, that was something that was, it actually happened just down the road from where uh, Jelaine Maxwell was hiding up in New Hampshire. And oh, really? on the same, I think, interstate or highway as the Betty and Barney Hill abduction years later. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing this stuff called the Alamantra working, mm -hmm. and Alamantra is supposed to be some wizard dude from the inner planes or some shit. I don't know how he got his name or his phone number, uh, but apparently this dude with a big head shows up, <laughs> and he names him Lom, which you know he had to associate it with Lama, you know, because they had that whole. Vajrayana kink going on at the time uh, And I guess for All real intents and purposes That's our first depiction of a gray 
And what I found so interesting about it was it didn't have big black eyes like later depictions. Mm-hmm. And it always makes me think of, what is it, like Lazar talked about that that lens that was on him at the, the crash. And yeah, I've never yeah. really heard anybody else point that out, but our our first grade didn't have those big black eyes. Mm-hmm. Some of the earlier depictions of crashes and stuff, they had fairly beady eyes. I mean, bigger than ours, but traditionally kind of round still. They weren't really tapered in the corners and they weren't almond shaped at an angle. I know that was one of the big conspiracies that I read back in high school was that um, during that crash, it was um, somebody taking like sunglass lenses and shoved them under the eyelids of the people that, you know, if you want to believe that they were uh, hypercephalic. Those, um, those poor kids in yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah. And, stuff. Yep. and it was probably us. It was I like mean, yeah, the Russians yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, we won World War II, and we went to assassinate a bunch of these guys, and they were up on a, a firing squad, and we said, oh, you know, we're going to kill you unless you want to come work for us. And then it's patriotic, you know? Hey, man, American way, you know? If it's your enemy, you might as well capture and capitalize it. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I don't know who the fuck runs this show. <laughs> right, right. All right, next one. I hope this is a good one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shape shifting reptilians. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. Preston, are there shape shifting reptilians? Well, according to an episode that I want to do for the show, uh, the. Below Los Angeles, there are reports of shape-shifting reptilians. And when settlers moved in after westward expansion, they discovered them. And then they fucking lit the area on fire and purposely over the years have set forest fires to burn out their stuff and keep them hidden underground. So I'd like to believe with all the problems that L.A. has going on, the number one reason why it's a cursed crap town is because of the shape-shifting reptilians that live underneath. Hell, I thought it was all the satanic rituals and murder. I thought it was the Vatican. Well, I mean, shit, them too. <laughs> you can blame them for everything. I mean, to me, it's like the flat earth. Like, I'll entertain it, and I love to read, again, the air-quoted um, evidence of all this stuff, but... I can't prove you it's not real, just like you can't prove to me like it is real. So I like to at least entertain the idea that, sure, I mean, until you tell me otherwise, yeah, they live underground and they came out and they're, you know, running a cabal and they take up, you know, half the uh, government. Sure, why not? I can't remember this lady's name, but I can, I know where to get the information, but she talked about how she was a victim of kind of MK Ultra experiments and abuse on her place called beaver island uh mm-hmm. which I think I've coincidentally seen that movie. is just a little bit north of north fox island uh-huh. which was you know a notorious pedophile camp uh part of a huge pedophile ring with connections to gacy uh the flight plans were approved by john ramsey's father mm-hmm. um and actually the day of that murder, the family flew to Charlevoix, which is on the mainland, a straight shot from North Fox Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she said that they were using like CGI stuff to make people seem like they were shape-shifting reptiles as part of a site. Mm-hmm. Now, 
that makes total sense when you consider our biggest lizard barker was there all those years with Jimmy Savile and didn't really start talking about him keeping eyes till later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if anybody don't seem like they had a MK Ultra snap moment, well, go back and look at the turquoise tracksuit days of David Ike the Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, that's a rabbit hole in itself, dude. David Ike was a gnarly dude. Yeah, he knew a lot for somebody that definitely was not in on it. <laughs> Every, right. You know right. too much and you're still alive, you're part of the damn system. That's my my uh, my rule there, I guess. I figure, you know, if we kill people for less, why would we not? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. I think about like what was a lizard man in West Virginia that chewed up that lady's car? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that him? Mm-hmm. I yep. think well, her car was pretty fucked up for there not to be some kind of lizard dude. I there. mean, she I'm she saying. hit something gnarly or pissed something off if it wasn't oh, a lizard man. That bent that shit up. It was <laughs> right. She said it bit and bent with its hands, and that's exactly what it looked like. Holy fuck! Yep. Like, so the episode that we did, oh, it was a couple of years ago. Is the one that Sean got us flagged on on itunes because he spliced in it's raining men no it was youtube uh, youtube the, spliced us we did a cryptid yeah. encounter about lizard man dog man and frog, frog man. man and i Goat put man. in um the background tracks to raining men because it's one of my favorite fucking songs and yeah, yeah i i had a little bit too long of a sample in there because apparently there is no uh three to ten second rule and uh youtube flagged us and took it down yeah. <laughs> So I, I bring that up because in that episode, we I found like an eyewitness report. It was like it was like the kind of around the same time as the Loveland Frogman encounter. This it was like 1973, 1974. You have this young black guy in a Ford who's driving across town and he gets stopped. And the this he sees something in the middle of the road. He gets out and he encounters like a lizard person and it basically takes his claws and just rakes the shit out of the side of his car. I mean, he's got like these claw marks going from the door all the way across the hood, mm-hmm. jumps in his car, goes to the police station. So the police took photos, they interviewed him and they're just like, I don't know. I don't know what the fucking make of this. This guy, Jerry came in, his car's fucked up, probably a lizard person. Anybody have any like you know other encounters? Please report it to the station, and then they just never investigated past that. <laughs> and when you see the actual photos from the police report, you're like, "What the fuck?" Either he was on drugs, or like he was just like a, just pounding back the beer and like ran into the side of a building or a fence to do that to his car. Or this guy really, 100% encountered a pissed off lizard person. He's like, "No, fuck you, buddy." I'm going to show you what I can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As long as my car still was operational and it was just like really bad cosmetic damage, I can't think of any situation where that could occur where I wouldn't actually be mad. Like, well, I mean, it's better like than a- little assholes down the street can shit. You know, I got a fucking <laughs> yeah. lizard man tore the fuck out of the side of my car. Right. It's a badge of honor, right? Like you're Hell driving around yeah, like, check this fuck's your problem, out, man? Folks. Yeah. I had my dash cam man. on, too, and my, my second one for when the cops take the first one. 
You always got to have that secondary <laughs> one that hides as an air freshener or some uh, okay. other device. Just a stack of discarded mail dashboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. You never know. It could be a shape-shifting police officer. Yeah. Well, forget lizard men. What about the old story from the 1960s? Um, a bunch of people cited two nuns that apparently were tall whites dressed up in nun costumes that went out on a joyride in Las Vegas. You guys ever hear that story? No. It's, I mean, it's again one Sounds of those California. legends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those urban legends. There's not a lot of facts behind it, but apparently in the 60s there was a really weird rash of sightings of two very tall, very strange-looking nuns that were going down to Vegas on a shopping spree, just buying all sorts of weird stuff, because supposedly they thought that if they looked like nuns, then nobody would really question it. But in reality, in Vegas, everyone's like, why are these two nuns out here in a convertible just driving around buying, you know, just random clothing and stuff like that? So forget lizard people. I want to know if the uh, U.S. government's being ran by a bunch of alien nuns. Man... You know, everybody thinks about, you know, skinwalkers and shit, but, I mean, no one no one ever thinks, why ain't there some, like, tribe out there shape-shifting into Komodo dragons or something? Yep. I mean, maybe. Like, what if there's, like, some dudes out there shape-shifting into giant roosters? I mean, think about You could beat somebody's ass if you was a good, you know, eight-foot-tall rooster i mean you'd fuck somebody up <laughs> i like, used to have a nightmare about being chased by a giant rooster when i was little didn't you know that that rooster will fuck you up quicker than bigfoot probably oh will. yeah man those, yeah, back, you're those fucked. back feet claws hell yeah them spurs will fuck you up <laughs> <laughs> yep well it's funny you say that though um oddly enough it was just released that um archaeologists just discovered this lost world of somewhere around like 415 lost Mayan cities that were buried in a jungle. And the thing that's super bizarre about that is they were all connected by early forms of highways. So, I mean, we've got our shape-shifting dog people here. For all we know, there could have been Komodo people down there. You ever hear about that uh, supposed Mayan pyramid in uh, Georgia? Mm-hmm. And I supposedly found that Maya blue and all that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting because some of the mine traditional clothing reminded me like of some of the finger weaved belts that some of the southeastern tribes did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them wore turbans and there's some Highland Guatemalan mine tribes that basically wear a turban, albeit the official turban story was tattooed Cherokees had their hairs, heads covered by leftover turkish garments so not to be offensive in the sight of the king why Mm. the turkish people are leaving their turbans around and why these people were keeping them they did not explain but i think it'd be pretty cool if they were actually just getting them off the mines (laughs) yeah yeah i mean why not we have a a city south of us called uh arc city shauna well i don't know if sean does i like to call it arc shitty Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but uh a uh, lady was, she bought a house and uh, it was five years ago, four years ago now. And she was getting some work done in the backyard and they were digging shit up and, you know, putting in like, uh, you know, landscaping. And they found a, uh, like a fountain, um, a, like almost like an Aztec Mayan fountain and rocks and carvings and stuff. And so oh, fuck. they're like, whoa, 
you gotta you gotta you gotta slow your fucking roll here this is this is like an archaeological site and so then they came in and over the last couple of years they keep digging up more and more you know south uh south Predators central gonna america come out that motherfucker yeah. dude bury it and so <laughs> what they've now discovered is there used to be um a settlement um that was kind of arc cities on the border you know it's the tip of kansas the very end of kansas before you get to oklahoma and so that region used to be this central hub like a trade center that um all of your plains indians um all the way through like missouri nebraska and then all the way down south or you know the mine area that everybody would just basically come to the centralized hub they had a city center they would do trades and they would just sit there and go back and forth and when the conquistadors were trying to find you know the city of gold um there's a journal and they finally put two and two together so for all these years all these scholars reading this fucking journal from some Spanish guys talking about like tall grass and fucking dreary, just desolate grasslands. Like it's the ugliest setting to ever be. And we're never going to find the city of gold. And they're like, what the fuck was this guy talking about? Well, that fucking conquistador uh, folks was in the upper part of Oklahoma, the bottom part of Kansas. And uh, they were actually in the city center trying to find El Dorado and they failed. So, uh, so when you say that, uh, you know, that the Cherokees and all these people were wearing like headdresses similar to the mines. I put two and two together. They were probably trading at this central hub that's uh, smack dab Oklahoma, Kansas. So there were some uh, Aztec or Mayan idols found in caves in the Ozarks. There was one kept in an old, uh, and I don't even know if the place is still open, but it was up past Mountain Bird called Artist Point overlooking Fort Smith and it had this little museum and it just happened to have this little Aztecish idol in it. And the Fort huh. Smith Museum of History also has one and the official explanation is some Spanish guy was exploring this cave real deep and dropped it because he's just going, you know, carry all this shit he just took from Mexico on his back all the way to fucking Arkansas and go cave exploring was, with it on his back. It was in his... Uh- Indiana Jones backpack, man. That's, that's how that <laughs> My ass, dude. They set up shrines to <laughs> underworld gods and caves and shit. Like, that makes more sense. Of course there would be an Aztecish idol in a cave. That's kind of their thing. But I digress. <laughs> well, I was going to say, the only weird thing I'd ever found when I was in southern Kansas is at a museum I went to that was a Native American museum, I found an autographed copy of Bicentennial Man signed by Robin Williams in the uh, gift shop. Huh. Well, y'all got a whole trail <laughs> of cannibals from where you're at, like, to four oh, yeah. hours west right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Another paranormal group did a little, I guess, ghost tour in Wendyville, Missouri recently. Oh, well. And that's where... In 2021, a young lady named Cassidy Rainwater disappeared and was later gutted and butchered and had her flesh labeled with her initials and date to ensure freshness put in a freezer and allegedly eaten by two men, right? Holy shit. So these guys, this paranormal group's going out to the cemetery in town and, uh, 
they're trying, you know, talk to their ghosts. And all of a sudden you hear some woman scream, help me. And, uh, they, they left because, you know, it was obviously not the scream of a ghost. And they <laughs> called the police, and they just never showed up. Wait a minute. Y'all got people being kept in cages and eating in this damn place, right, and you right. ain't going to show up for this call? Uh-huh. And I'm supposed to believe y'all ain't in on it? I mean, you never show somebody screaming, help me. <laughs> right, right. In the direction of known cannibals. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, I never heard that story. Dude, you got to check that place out. Like, there's a bed and breakfast there that you can stay in. And, you know, it's on a crossroads where some guy after the Civil War showed up on a horse and sat there all day and wouldn't talk to anybody. So somebody shot his ass. (laughs) Buried him in the horse in the graveyard. I mean, fucking UFOs. There's a damn meteorite in town. That place is like... Hillbilly Twilight Zone. <laughs> there's a cult. Well, there's actually a lot of cults. But right. like, like how, how did this all happen in a town of like 50 people? I think that's the problem, man. It's only 50 people there and they got bored, you know? How bullshit, because a lot of them moved there from out of nowhere, which also makes you wonder, how the hell did they find that place to move to? Yep. Y'all got to check that place out sometime. Oh, yeah. Well, if we go there, I'm not eating the breakfast. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, if y'all ever want to go, uh, I can probably hook you up with somebody. I know somebody that runs a place down there that won't. Eat. Okay, good. You know, so, I mean, I can't talk about everybody else, but at least that one won't eat you. Yeah, just give us whatever the, the magic password is. Hillbilly Twilight Zone, what a place to end for now. Any Hoosle folks, tune in tomorrow. We will have the second half of our guest spot on Lazarus's show. But in the meantime, if you're on the social media, please check us out on Instagram at PXL Paranormal. Check us out on Facebook, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Please also check us out over on the YouTube page. That's where we now live stream these recordings. Sometimes we get a little extra content in there, a little little spicy content that might get cut out of the old audio. So please give us a uh, like and subscribe over there. And you know the routine. If you have a beard, if you know a beard, if you want to grow a beard, please check out our buddy BigDomsBeardBomb.com. Use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your entire order. If you're in the Wichita area, stop by and see our dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang at CD Trade Post Pawnee and Seneca. All right, on behalf of Preston, I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the Paranormal Highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.